Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often have the great opportunity to tell you the stories of Harvest Baptist Church as we feature interviews with our members and sometimes other friends of the ministry. We'd like to have you join us this week at Harvest Baptist Church for our Sunday morning service. We'll be featuring a message on Psalm 32, the blessing of forgiveness. Let's welcome Pastor Gary Walton. Welcome, Pastor. Hey, Chris. Good to see you again. Yeah, we're going to be in Psalm 32 this Sunday morning. It's fairly well known. It's a psalm of David and describes a lot of the things that he went through at a very difficult time in his life, particularly regarding some sin issues in his heart. But it begins with verse 1, says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And then David goes on to talk about what he felt like, the desperation of that time, the emptiness of that time. But his anthem through this psalm is, but God forgives, and the blessing that that is. So we're going to have an opportunity this Sunday to just walk through a little bit of a solemn text, but it's also a rejoicing text because it is about the forgiveness of God. We, a lot of times, are able to feature stories that are kind of all about forgiveness on this program, and uh, today I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit, but uh, we also have, I feel this occasion is a little bit sad, but a little bit exciting as well. So why don't you introduce our guest today? Well, we're glad to have a voice, some voices with us on Harvest Time that'll be very familiar to anybody that's been listening to Harvest Family Radio. We want to welcome Pastor Jared and Tammy Baldwin to Harvest Time. And I think, Pastor Jared, you said you haven't been on this show very much, although you've been on a lot. That's true. I was trying to hold myself back from saying broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters. This is KHMG 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio. Yeah, I've done that a lot, but not been on this show ever, except for a few times I got to guest host years ago. And for some reason, that didn't even continue for very long. I'm not sure why. It stopped. (laughs) Well, I can hardly believe that, that you haven't been on here before. Maybe it's because, as your wife was telling us, you have to be serious on this one. That's that's (laughs) probably true, that this isn't my normal mode. But I'm I'm under strict orders today to actually no tammy did say you be you i think that's what she said (laughs) and then i said chris could edit yes (laughs) yes well it really is good to have you on here chris mentioned that maybe it's a little bit sad because pastor jared and tammy and their family are on their way heading away from harvest god's called them to a ministry back in the states we'll talk about that in a minute but we wanted to get an opportunity to have them share one more time some of the things that God has done in their lives during their time here on Guam and at Harvest, and then have a chance to kind of say goodbye to them, even this place, and to our radio audience as well. So, Jerry, why don't you tell us a little bit about life before Harvest? I mean, I, I know that you were both very young when you came here, but tell us about the story, you know, before you came to Guam. Well, our background was... Coming out of Kansas City, Missouri, I joined the Air Force during Desert Shield. Didn't have to serve in the Persian Gulf, but was in the Air Force for five years active duty. We got married very young, 19 years old, and then got stationed in Japan for three years, and then Texas for two, got out of the Air Force, went to Bible College at Northland Baptist Bible College, 
studied for ministry, wasn't sure where God would call us, thought it might be missions, could be military chaplaincy. And then we went on to seminary in Kansas City at Heart of America Theological Seminary, back where we were from, that area. And while we were there, we were contacted by Pastor Heron, the previous senior pastor, and asked if we'd be interested in coming and serving here as an associate pastor. And so we moved our young family out here with kids six, four, and two years old uh, when we moved out here and started in May of 2002 and had some experiences during the time of college and seminary that were neat. I got to be in business, got to work in public relations at the college, got to be a salesman and a businessman while I was in seminary. And so was able to enjoy that, was in the National Guard, the Air National Guard in Wisconsin and Missouri during those times as well. So got a lot of variety of experiences, which really the Lord used. I didn't know what they were all going to lead to, but when we got here, it's kind of a utilitarian role that I've been in. And so all those little experiences have all helped prepare for what we'd go through here. Tammy, you guys were very young when you got off the plane. So what was that like coming into a ministry like Harvest? Yeah, we were, I was remembering that we were 20, I think 29. It was a big adjustment. Leaving family, Jared and I were used to being overseas, and I think our hearts were always in the Pacific and Asia after being there in the Air Force, but taking the small children and leaving family and, I mean, as the scripture says, houses and lands and all of that was a really big adjustment. And we had visited Guam just Jared and I before we came. And so we knew a little bit what it was like, but then you land with the kids and there's a picture of us that's in the yearbook and it's us getting off the plane. And what you can't see is all the church people welcoming us, which is just one of those harvest hospitality things. But, and you see each of the kids' reactions, you know, one of them is like, wow, this is great. You know, I'm, I'm so extroverted. I just love all of this. And then the other one is a little bit shy, and then the other one's a little bit shyer. And so it's kind of a neat picture that just captures some of that. And I'm looking at them, which is probably like exactly where a mom's heart mm-hmm. is when you make these transitions, is to kind of be living that transition through each of them. How are they doing? And so anyone who has gone through, well, any transitions at all, but maybe specifically moving to Guam can relate to that. But it was a big adjustment. But it's a sweet time. The people at Harvest and in Guam in general are so welcoming and so hospitable. It's like something that we would keep forever with us, but it just happens the moment you step foot on this island. And then specifically the people at our church, at Harvest Baptist Church. So that's just something that just kind of is captured in my heart and mind from day one. And your kids and your family have pretty much grown up here. I mean, you were gone for a few years, but you've spent the last 15 years here at Harvest. What's it like raising your children here and and on Guam? Well, um, each of my children really, now that they're older and they can verbally express what they value about growing up in Guam, as parents, we were so excited for them to grow up in a place that's so multicultural and to be exposed to so many different people groups and they just loved it. They've been able to meet 
people from different places all over the world. They've been able to try all kinds of different foods and even travel themselves as young children, which is not really how Jared and I grew up. You know, we were from the Midwest, and that just wasn't part of our growing up. So that was pretty exciting for them. And to grow up specifically at Harvest and have your church family be really like your family mm-hmm. and to be staff children, you know, there's kind of a little group that, you know, they get to know each other really well because this is kind of a second home for them. I think our first year too was so full of adversity in some ways. Yes. It really cemented our relationships with folks. We got here on graduation day, the night before graduation for HCA about five weeks later, we were hit with a typhoon, a direct hit, then another near miss the next week. Then our son Andrew went into the hospital for a month. We almost lost him, burst appendix right after his fifth birthday. We spent Zach's third birthday at the hospital, our anniversary at the hospital. Then right after Andrew got out of the hospital, he was just starting to recover. We were hit by super typhoon Pong Song Wah then all of the craziness that went with that. And then that was our first four months on Guam, five months on Guam Wow, yeah. was, was that. And so what it did is it really did give us close-knit relationship with the people of the church because we all went through that adversity together. It's kind of like going through war together. You know, you just have this fraternity that comes through adversity and we wouldn't trade it now. Obviously, it was very hard at the time, but I do remember at the time never thinking, boy, we got to get out of here yeah. We knew that the Lord had us here. We knew that we were going to go through this. He was going to take care of us. And so I think it made our first year even stronger because of Mm -hmm. that and really created some lifelong bonds with people here because of that. Well, you guys have been so central to Harvest Ministry. If you were able to identify a couple of highlights of the last 15 years. So highlights, some of the big changes at harvest for example you know with every perceived disaster like a typhoon it was followed a year later by a new building project that was kind of a neat thing the the early learning center was the first big building project we got to go through and that was a direct result of typhoon punk song but it was a huge leap forward for the ministry it was an exciting time I don't mean just focus on the building projects, but I was very involved in those. And so those were really big, neat things. It's hard to imagine Harvest without a Family Life Center. It's hard Mm -hmm. to imagine Harvest without an Early Learning Center. I think some of the things, too, are the various missionaries that we've got to spend time with, the missions trips. Particularly, I have a soft spot for Yap because I got to go a number of times and the Zimmer brothers down there and, and actually... Our first mission trip to Yap was a result of a typhoon hitting Yap, Typhoon Sudal. So again, the Lord using something that seems like real adversity or tragedy, turning it into something that I look back now as a highlight. Those types of things, other missions trips, other times where we're able to do things with other people in our ministry together, those just seem like the best memories of the last 15 years. And the church family has changed so dramatically. I can imagine from the time that you were first here, some of that is the transition of people, military, and even staff that come and go. But over these years, God's really done an amazing thing of bringing a core group together that's very different than maybe when you first came 15 years ago. When we first came, the church was probably 
a third smaller in the Sunday mornings, the Sunday evenings at least 50% smaller. The number of ministry opportunities was less because we had less people. When we would have a church fellowship, we could fit into the cafeteria Mm. pretty comfortably. We would do things as a church because we were at that size that we had to change those things. Matter of fact, as we tried over the years to hold on to things as if we were a medium sized, we realized we had to change. But those changes really were a blessing too because with the advent of the Lord bringing more core people and things like that, we were able to see things like Harvest House. Now, you know, it's able to be carried by the church because the Lord's provided so many wonderful people at the core of that ministry. And there are a number of other things like that as well, that just as the Lord has grown Harvest numerically, given us additional facilities, given us new contacts in the region, you know, the number of missionaries that we know in this region has multiplied exponentially over the years. In the early days, we knew a few missionaries in Micronesia, maybe one in Japan and one in China, and we heard about one over in Cambodia, but we really didn't have deep relationships. Well, now Harvest is entrenched in uh, missions with ones that we support regularly, and then also ones that we just support and know and are able to service, you know, on perennial opportunities. So it's been a neat transition to see happen. Yeah, you know, as we talk about the change of growth, you have to sort of talk about these looking back with a broad brush. You talk about in in numbers and in buildings and those kinds of things. But we know, you, you and I know, that it's really the result of relationships And these are individual people that God has brought to himself and brought to harvest. And they've been discipled and they've been baptized and they've grown together. And so much of that, as I see you guys, I mean, Jared, your gifts are in many areas, but administratively, management, these things are significant. But the two of you together, the impact that you've had relationally across our church, you have people that love you and you are loved by Tammy, maybe you could just talk a little bit about some of those relationships that have been so important to you. Well, there's so many people that maybe have moved on, but then you can spend every Sunday morning, and I try not to, or I would start crying, but looking across our church auditorium, and there's some that you know are also at Guaham Baptist Church because that's a church plant that was mm-hmm. a growth of harvest and those are really some of our really dear friends that when we first came to guam they were that core group and god has taken them to be another core group but your eye can just span the building and you know what god has done in your own heart and life but then you see people that exactly as you said they you remember when they accepted the lord as their savior who was the person that invited them to church and then you see them believe in Christ and follow in baptism and join the church. And here's their a whole family that is changed, and then they're serving, and then they, it's like you can't even remember a time that they weren't part of the church, but it's good to look back and remember what God has done. And you just see so many individuals that are like that and families that are represented that God has done the work and brought them here and allowed each one of us there to be just a little part of what he's doing and he uses us even though we're not perfect and 
he could use whoever he wants, but he's given us the blessing to be a part of that process. And so, wow, it's, it's really amazing. And there's just so many stories that could be told. And like you said, it's, it's just, you're saying it like there's a broad brush here, but there's well, you just have to, so many lives. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so many individuals. And yeah, and you just really rejoice in what the Lord has done. And a lot of times when the Lord is maybe using you just to speak a word of truth or to share or pray with someone, but then he's working in your heart too, and, mm-hmm. and the Lord has done that, and that's just the process of ministry that we are really blessed to participate in. Sometimes Tammy and I will talk about we don't really feel like very good friend people. You know, there's some people, they're just like really good friend people. They're just, they have people into their homes and they, you know, they're always doing stuff and they're hosting things and they're doing this and that. And we've, sometimes we're like, Lord, are we not being good friend people? But our particular burdens and and ministry has been to serve people in the church as opportunities come up and when there's someone that's sick, when there's someone that needs a word of encouragement, someone needs counseling, that we always would be open and warm and welcoming and accessible. Doesn't mean that we're having game nights at our house every Friday night. It just hasn't worked out that way in recent years. And when our kids were young, we always seemed to have everyone's kids over. But on the other hand, we look back and we're like, boy, but we have so many friends. And so maybe the way we were measuring what friend people are was maybe we're using the wrong yardstick on that, that really there's all different kinds of friend people. And our gifts and our personalities have lent more towards building some deep relationships with folks and hopefully serving them and pouring into their lives in a way that's going to make an eternal difference. Well, relationships are built on trust. And trust grows when we're genuine before other people and they know it and they can see that. And I would say I've seen that over and over in your guys' lives. You're just who you are, genuine about your faith, not putting on any airs, but loving God, serving him, serving others, and people trust that. And that's a remarkable gift, I think, that God's given you and you've used it so effectively here at Harvest. Tell us a little bit, Jared, about where you're going, what God's called you to. As sad as we are to see you go, we're thrilled anytime we know God is leading. Well, Tammy and I are going to be going to Faith Baptist Bible College in Ankeny, Iowa. I'm going to be the chair of a new program, organizational leadership major. There at Faith Baptist Bible College, students graduate with a kind of a double major. They have a Bible major, and then they have a second major. This is a fully accredited degree in organizational leadership, very similar to a business management degree, plus all the Bible. But instead of it being just strictly business, we removed a few of the courses that are maybe not applicable to everyone that's going into the workforce, whether it's secular or ministry, macroeconomics and microeconomics and some of the higher level statistics and things like that in law. And instead replacing those with things that we see needed on an everyday basis in a more general way. So biblical counseling, conflict resolution, how to build a team, how to have strategic thinking and critical thinking. And so we've built a program with the college there that got approved by both accrediting agencies where we can train young people 
whether they're going into ministry to come work at a place like Harvest, or they're going into maybe a nonprofit or a Christian organization like a school or a camp, or whether they're going into a secular job. Many students that graduate from Christian colleges aren't necessarily going to work in a Christian environment, at least not right away. And we just want to be part of training that next generation for wherever God puts them. It's kind of gotten a little more real for us because we have three young adult children ourselves and we see them out there working. And then also in the last year since I've known that this was coming, I kind of look at all my friends' kids differently because I think about, Lord, if you would give me a chance to train my friends' adult children and help them go through, navigate really this huge transition in life from childhood to adulthood, I'd be very honored and and very humbled to be able to do that. And uh, it's not so much about the degree because college doesn't equal success. A degree does not equal success at all. But just the discipleship opportunities that come with that are pretty exciting. So we're going to be moving to Ankeny, Iowa, Faith Baptist Bible College to head up that program. Tammy's going to be working in the admissions office. I'm going to be working as a chair and a professor and then doing some other things with some student leadership nationally, Lord willing, where I can help impact high schoolers as they're thinking about their relationship with the Lord and thinking about what God might have them do as the next step after high school. So that's where we're headed. Well, it's clear to me that God has prepared you for that role. Jared, specifically, he's equipped you and gifted you and given you a a lot of experiences and education to do that effectively, not just the academic part, um, but the way that he's prepared you, prepared you both to mentor young leaders. And again, as sad as we are, because we know what we're missing, we know that God has uh, equipped you in a special way, and we're praying that God would expand your influence in the coming years for training leaders that would be faithful, committed believers, and followers of Christ. Well, we're very grateful. We feel like our time at Harvest has been difficult at times, but other parts of it, it's just been so sweet. The relationships, the opportunities. I really love my job as executive pastor. We love working with the people we get to work with. And we recognize, and I try and remind people of this, that it's not like this everywhere. There's a reason why we hear, boy, I just can't find a church quite like Harvest. Especially when people leave here and they think that there's greener grass out there, that they're going to find a place where everything's perfect and stuff. And then they look back and they really probably appreciate Harvest even more, whether they were a staff member, church member, someone from the community even that's had their kids in the school or whatever. And so we recognize that it's not going to be the same. We're praying the Lord leads us to a church community where we can get involved in the church and have the same kind of sweet fellowship. We want to have an impact for the Lord for however long he gives us in this next phase. And then really we want to be able to still be a good ambassador for Harvest, even in the States, and be looking out for people that might be a good fit to come out and be either part of the ministry or just come to Guam and be part of the church, but even work in the community. So we're going to be trying to scope out for you guys, uh, hopefully the, the, the best and brightest out there. Well, thank you, uh, feels hardly enough um, for the ways that you guys have given yourself so sacrificially over these years. You've been faithful servants uh, with clear servant's heart. You've led effectively 
and courageously, and uh, you've cared for people and all these things. God's been glorified and the church has been built up, and we really can't say uh, thank you, I think, in an inadequate enough way. And uh, we're asking God to bless you in marvelous, abundant ways as you serve him in the coming years. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to this edition of Harvest Time. Of course, as we always do, we'd like to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest. We begin Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. We have children's programs, adult Bible fellowships. If you're not sure where to go when you get here, you can stop at the kiosk, which is out in front of the auditorium, get directions. You can also uh, go to our website for more and um, make sure you're here At 10.30 a.m., particularly, we're studying Psalm 32, The Blessing of Forgiveness, this week. Our website is hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.